like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Hello and welcome to Shift Happens. I am your host every week and I am Karen Weary, licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. When I'm not on here, I help you break through all the things that are holding you back in life, which could be surprisingly a lot of very subtle things that you've been through. I am talking with... uh, you know, Alona Lan, who is all the way over in Australia. So we are kind of talking about opposite time zones. <laughs> it's Tuesday evening here and Wednesday morning over there by you, Alona. And let me just tell you a little bit about Alona. She does a lot of different things. I just love the work that she's doing. She's all about what we do here on Shift Happens, which is about how can you be empowered to make changes that make a real difference in your life? So let me tell you a little bit about Alona. She is a community leader, natural health advocate, and freedom of choice ambassador. She is a guided and fearless um, on, and on a mission to connect, inspire, and empower through education, educating. She is a passionate voice for freedom of choice within communities at large and is currently standing for a seat in the Queensland Senate, which was last October when they had their vote over there. Together, we stand tall and proud and strong, knowing that the truth will prevail and the light always wins. I love that quote. The time for truth, transparency, and unity is now. Empower yourself and take back your health, your voice for health choice. And there is a lot of stuff. I'm looking at your um, website, Alona, and there's it's so versatile. And I just absolutely love everything that I'm reading on here. So welcome. Thank you for being on here. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me, Karen. Yeah, it's um, been a big journey, big times for everyone around the world, isn't it? It's it's. What's happening is pretty phenomenal. So here we are. Yes, yes. Well, you, it really is how a, some people who are tuned in more on an energetic level, it's it's kind of like we're at, you know, a fork in the road where we're choosing two different directions. And I just find that at least over here in the U.S., how it has been growing over the years at, with that division and the divide that's being so emphasized and exasperated and keeps us distracted from my point of view. Um, you know, the way the media portrays things and just just keep people busy and, and angry and distracted over here so that we won't look at what's going on over here, the real things. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And yeah. we can see the real things and it's really concerning and, and hence, I guess, we do what we do. Um, 
Yeah, um, we've got a big, big job ahead of us. There's so much awareness to raise. Um, yeah. yeah. So essentially that's why I jumped into politics. Yeah, I saw politics as a vehicle to raise awareness, make change, but also to stand beside um, existing politicians and new po- and new candidates. And so all of a sudden you had this platform where they couldn't really stop you from doing whatever you wanted to do. So it was a perfect vehicle uh, for raising a lot of change. So it was a big journey, massive journey, um, but loved every minute of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and what was that like? Because you were a businesswoman before. What kind of business were you in? What, what did you do before? Oh, look, I've had a multitude of different businesses, but essentially retail and importing um, products from overseas. Yeah, and now I'm, I'm self-employed. Yeah, I work at home. My hubby's got a business. So... Uh, back in 2015, when I was activated over here, uh, I'm not sure if Americans have heard, but in 2015, the Australian government implemented or announced no jab, no pay and no jab, no play. So what that meant, if your children weren't fully vaccinated with the 13 to 15 different injections on the schedule, you were uh, financially punished with family tax benefits part A. So what that meant was it's $28 a fortnight per child um, that you were punished. And so that was my first insight, my first um, awareness into something that something was wrong. Um, I didn't vaccinate my my child. Um, I've got a nearly eight-year-old and that's because back in 1992 I had the hepatitis B vaccine, ended up covered in eczema, autoimmune issues and severe allergies. So for me, you know, vaccination was just, it was just never going to happen given she's got my genetic makeup. So back in 2015 was this, this awakening of, wow, okay, if the government can do that and segregate and discriminate and financially bribe, what else can they do? And here we are in 2021 just going, wow. So I've had this amazing six-year journey of just, you know, the truth unfolding in front of my eyes and, I'm not surprised anymore. You know, I think initially you go through that depression and the shock and the no way and the really is this true to a point now where you go, nothing surprises me. And I take everything with a grain of salt, anything anyone says, I go, oh, okay. And I think about that, you know, and so there's nothing anymore that, um, yeah, and the media, you know, I know for a fact because I was at the No Jab, No Pay Senate inquiry back in November 2015, and I saw the government manipulate statistics. I saw that they didn't have answers, um, and I was in there amongst the politicians, and essentially that bill passed with the most objections to any legislation in Australia to date at that point in time, and it passed with no changes. That, for me, was just a shock, and hence, again, I recognised that politics, government, media, it's all just fast and, and it's it's corrupt and it needs change. And, look, you know, I'm hoping to be able to do that. I guess you've got to be in it to win it. So, you know, hence, again, why I jumped into politics. It's not something I thought I'd ever do, but here I am. So. <laughs> and they financially punish you. And on top of that, here in Queensland where I live, uh, no jab, no play come into play, uh, into play. And what that meant is... Um, daycares had the right to refuse your unvaccinated child. Um, now down in Victoria, South Australia, WA and New South Wales, because this has progressively got worse over the years, um, you actually can't send your unvaccinated child to daycare and kindy. It's actually illegal. 
Um, and so the, the government have made really clear lines on that. And so way back then I went, okay, if they can do this, then what else can they do? So my brain has always been going, uh, you know, no job, no travel, no job, no job. Last year here in Australia, um, essentially uh, healthcare workers had to have the flu vaccine. vaccine. You couldn't visit loved ones in um, aged care unless you had the flu vaccine. I mean, this was just rampant discrimination and segregation you know unless you inject disease you cannot visit loved ones in a nursing home and my mother was in a nursing home so I had a lot of um experiences with that all in all it's it's a slippery slope to where we're heading in the future and the writing's on the wall it's pretty clear so right right so what do people do when you choose not to vaccinate your children and you can't take them to daycare. What about school? <laughs> well, at the moment here in Queensland, there is actually talk by our Premier um, about having no job, no school. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to be implemented, but essentially because everything now is in emergency powers, I'm not sure what's happening in America. Here in Australia, everything is done under emergency powers, which overrides everything. And so essentially if we continue emergency powers, which that's what they're doing, they just continue it, continue it, then I guess they can implement whatever they want. And so no no joke, no school is on the agenda. Um, Look, because I was aware of where this was all heading many years ago, you know, we've set up communities around Australia, non-vaccine communities. Uh, We've created little hubs. We have regular catch-ups and meetings. And, you know, part of my role was about connecting people around Australia. Um, Obviously, over the last year, it's been extremely busy with the influx of COVID and the, you know, over here, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison said he will make the COVID vaccine as mandatory as possible. Mm -hmm. There was um, a big backlash over that, um, but I don't think that's going to stop them. And, you know, we, you know, we've got QR codes every time you enter a cafe over here. Um, in some places, it's mandatory mask wearing uh, to go into interstate. So Australia is a big country. Um, so America, you know, you have all your, your states. Um, Australia has the same. But we've also, we've always been one, I guess. What's happened now with COVID is the premiers of each of these states have actually made up their own rules. And so essentially, you've got to get border passes to cross borders. And there's checkpoints and there's... Um, it's been intimidating. And unfortunately, Scott Morrison, our Australian Prime Minister, has essentially lost control of Australia because the premiers, because of these emergency powers and because of the, each state's powers, um, it's actually looking like Australia is, is, is actually, you know, a heap of different countries, not actually one country. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so. I've, I've, I've heard, and it, uh, you know, I guess it's different from different states in Australia that, uh, you know, some places there is complete lockdown. You can only be outside for two hours a day or, you know, and things like that, and th- which is uh, mind blowing. <laughs> um, how, how is people supposed to live? How are people supposed to make money, have an income, uh, feed themselves? Well, this is the problem. I mean, I think the Australian government last year actually implemented what they call JobKeeper. And so the government actually effectively, if you ran a business, then you could apply for this JobKeeper. 
Um, and then if you employed staff, they actually supplemented your the wages. And so, look, that's been great for Australia. I mean, we're only $1.2 trillion in debt as a, as a country. That's fine. We just willy-nilly hand out money. But it has pacified people. It's, it's kept them going. So businesses, if they can't open for three or four months at a time, which has happened, um, Danny and Victoria, actually longer than that, I think they had the biggest lockdown in the world. Um, don't quote me on the number of days, but that's what I've heard. And, you know, we've had hardly any cases over here. We've had 900 deaths in total thereabouts. Um, you know, the, the, the rules and the laws that they've implemented are just draconian and just are off the charts. They're just yeah. so unnecessary. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Victoria in particular, my heart goes there. My, I actually grew up in Victoria, which is the southern end of Australia, and, um, you know, uh, they, they had massive lockdowns, businesses destroyed, family businesses destroyed, people couldn't leave their homes for more than two hours, you had to be masked out, there was curfews. A guy got charged for putting his bin out of a night after 8pm mm-hmm. by only one in the street. I mean, the madness is just, just blows your mind and it, you really go, how did we get here? You know, like how, how has humanity allowed this to happen? How have Australians allowed this to happen? Just, yeah. yeah. Blows yeah. me away. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, it's it's totally mind blowing. I happen to live in Florida, where we're an open state. We have a conservative uh, governor, and he's managed the whole. Of course, we're now the uh, black sheep of the U.S. and whatnot because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although you know, we're number twenty six in in number of cases in the places up north in New York, New Jersey. They have the most, you know, cases and deaths and mismanagement and this, that, and the other. But uh, but you know, they don't like that. Uh, you know, we're open and we actually are doing really well and performing well, not doing what the agenda wants us to do. So, because <laughs> there is uh, now some talk about that they might do travel restrictions coming to Florida. So a lot of people have, are, okay. you know, been traveling to Florida, moving to Florida. We are, you know, house building is, uh, construction is booming, um, you know, businesses doing well, all kinds of things. So a lot of people want to leave their states like California and such, which is pretty draconian over there as well, and come here. So we we have similar here in Australia. So all the Victorians are moving to Queensland. Uh-huh. Housing prices have gone through the roof. People are buying properties sight unseen. Um, it is a mass exodus out of Victoria. Um, you know, Victoria is the most high density state as well. It's got five, uh, I thought it was five million people, but actually it's more than that because Melbourne should be up about that. Um, but it's the most high density state. So, and because they've had such extreme lockdowns, everyone is moving out. So probably similar to Florida by the sounds. Even the COVID vaccine is, is voluntary. They have it in groups that, you know, certain people, populations get it first and, and but it's, it's voluntary. You know, if you want it, then yeah, that's how it is. Thank God. And uh, because uh, I, I have seen different videos of people who have gotten it and have neurological damage already. I mean, uh, shaking like this here. And then from the COVID vaccine. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been horrific, hasn't it? Yes. And, and one friend of mine, she just, we were just having a conversation yesterday, her nanny's mother died from the COVID vaccine. 
So it's like, wow, it's, and, 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 you know, the thing that I find so interesting is that we all know how every virus have strands that change, they mutate and this, that, and the other. And, and you you can only vaccinate for one strain at a time. I believe I'm not a healthcare worker, but uh, you know, so they're sort of guesstimating what, what strand to vaccinate for each year. Right. From my understanding. So What's the whole point? <laughs> what a mess. Um, look, so I just want to touch base. You said something about a religious exemptions over there. We don't have religious exemptions. Mm-hmm. So the only exemption for our children is anaphylaxis, okay? Mm-hmm. On the government website, that's what it says. So you actually have to have the vaccine. Nearly die, can't breathe, swell up, choke, and yeah. then you you get an exemption um, sometimes you can, doctors have written medical exemptions, but if doctors write too many, well, then they get flagged and, um, yeah, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, we don't have exemptions. Um, getting back to the current, you know, COVID debacle, um, you know, the mutations are happening. I mean, there's an Indian strain, a bloody, you know, there'll, there'll be all sorts of um, exotic strains. Yeah. And the thing is, is so all of the strains won't be included in the vaccine. And they're telling you this this is going to be an annual shot. And so, you know, my biggest thing is I did an interview take two days ago um, with a university and I just said to them, do you want to be drugged, mass drugged, injected with mutated, modified, genetically engineered um, disease for the rest of your life, womb to tomb? This is the biggest question that everyone has to ask. So if people are lining up out there for the COVID vaccine now, don't think it's just a one-on because this is going to go on and on and on. And they're telling us this. And Mm -hmm. so the problem that you've got, you know, I don't even get into the science very often because, to be honest, you can debate science, right? What you can't debate is the fact that this is going to go on forever because that's what they're telling us. They're telling us we are never on, well, here in Australia, they're telling us this is the new norm. Don't think that just because we're going to have the vaccine that we're going back to normal. You will still be restricted. You will still be segregated and you will still have to wear a mask. So the vaccine is not going to be a saviour anyway. That's even if it works. And then on top of that, you've got all the adverse events. And I know over in America and the UK, I'm watching it. Yesterday, our first lot of vaccines arrived here in Australia. They're making a big hoo-ha. Oh, my God, how amazing. I'm just sitting there going, oh, wow. You know, I'm going to get the popcorn out and start watching. I'm not going to watch any other show except for the TGA website, which is the Therapeutic um, Goods Association, which is where the adverse events for drugs takes place here in Australia. Um, So, you know, I'm going to be watching that site and just going, wow, wow, wow. Now, it is going to be unfortunate because a lot of people are going to be injured and, I guess I've got to a point where I'm quite compassionate and a bit of an empath. We can't save everyone. Everyone has to walk their own path and that hurts. And there is a bit of a reality in that because I know some of my loved ones will probably go get the vaccine. That's their choice, right? We can't do do anything about that and we can't save everyone. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we're going to watch this. Um, It's a new technology. It's a new vaccine and it's really concerning. Um, yeah. But we're just going to have to watch it roll out, literally. Right. Yeah, and I know and my son is is fifteen, almost sixteen now. And you know, when he was going through all of the all of the, the shots growing up and such, I 
was always so nervous every time I took him in because I didn't know which way to go. And yeah, I had been raised by, yeah, this is what you do. And, and, and this is how we've eliminated all these diseases and this, that, and the other. So I had him vaccinated and I never, and then I read on your, on your uh, website, that it's something about getting the insert, you know, from, I never thought to ask about that. I didn't know that that was something you could actually ask. (laughs) And you have a picture of an insert in there, which shows the MMR um, effects, um, which is really, really scary. Um, Let me see. Let me see where I can, uh, I, I went ahead and put it on a document and let me see if I can find it. But uh, because I think it's really important to know um, this is what the doctors have and what's in there. So how is it that <laughs> this is not something that's out in the open and public? I mean, I mean, but then again, we have uh, TV commercials for all kinds of medications that also, you know, is supposed to be so amazing, but then they have the long list of side effects and, and whatnot. Um and yeah, but people are happy to take them anyway. And I'm, of course, not yeah. anti-medication. You know, it's just there are things that you have to really be more careful with. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I just want to ask, I'm not sure if it's the same in America, but so I recommend people get the vaccine insert from the box when the doctor vaccinates you, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has the right to get that insert because that's what's being injected into you. And so that is what needs to happen. That's what everyone needs to do is go, can I have the vaccine insert, read it, and then ask questions of the doctor as you go through it. Um, that doesn't happen enough. And no, you're right. We are under the assumption that we don't have any rights and that we, you just follow the doctor's orders because they know best. We've also been conditioned and trained to think that doctors know, we trust doctors and that they know what they're talking about. The unfortunate thing, I guess, assuming most of your viewers and and we know, is that the pharmaceutical industry is a machine and they now run the doctors and the health industry because I actually call it a sickness industry. Um, And so... It's, it's about money now. It's, it's about drugs. It's about selling as many drugs as possible. The more drugs sold, the more money made. Now, I know that that's challenging for some people to get their head around. It's just a fact and the truth. And so getting the vaccine insert is important. And I actually have the visor vaccine insert. I printed that off the TGR website here okay. in Australia. And, um, you know, you read through it and you get a little bit horrified. I mean, you know, here, you know, in their studies and that sort of thing, um, what was it? There was 21,000 and something, um, you know, volunteers. Out of that, only four people got Bell's palsy, which is where the side of your face drops and you, you lose all the muscles in your face. And so really when you look at that, that's a one in, you know, 500, uh, sorry, 5,500 chance, a one in 5,500 chance of getting Bell's palsy, uh-huh. right? And yeah. that is a serious, that's a nerve condition. That's where you look like you've had a stroke, you know, you, you know, you. So, yeah. but they've downplayed that, you know, and there's other facts in this insert, right, that if people actually bothered to read, you would go, wow, do I really want to take that risk? Like that's pretty small. Then with our sensitivity and anaphylaxis, they don't have any results. 
right? Mm. And I go, wow, science is so clever that they can't even count how many people had an anaphylactic reaction after this study to a vaccine, right? It's there. It's non-reported. They're non-reported. They just haven't mentioned it. So what does it tell you? Mm. Me? Either they had that bloody many that the number won't fit on the page or, or you know, you know, um, or they're being deceitful. Like, I don't know, you know, everyone has to question why, why. And we're told science is so good and science is so clever. Well, if it's so bloody good, then give us the facts, share the truth, yeah, yeah? and then we can all make a fully informed decision. Right. And this is something I'm feeling for mums and, you know, probably yourself included, you vaccinated unknowingly, without knowing the truth, without knowing the facts, and that is a crime as far as I'm concerned against humanity. It's also medical malpractice on the on behalf of doctors and the medical system. That's where this is. We've got to call stuff for what it is now, okay? It's yeah. not beating around the bush anymore. Yeah, well, and the thing is, you know, transparency. Why would you want to practice without transparency? Because... Uh, aren't you practicing to help people and, and, and do what's best? I, I did find the MMR drug insert there and it talks about here. I had no idea. So the following afflictions affecting nearly every body system, blood, lymphatic, lymphatic, digestive, cardiovascular, immune, nervous, respiratory, and sensory all have been reported um, that, you know, from getting the MMR shot, encephalitis, encephalopathy, neurological disorders, seizure disorders, convulsions, learning disabilities, subacute uh, sclerosing, panencephalitis, <laughs> a lot of demyelation of the nerve sheaths, autism, uh, just a diabetes, meningitis, the, it Crohn's disease, it goes on and on. And the last one is death. <laughs> yeah. 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 So shouldn't, shouldn't a parent know this before they inject, have their baby, their precious little child injected with it? And I think it would be good to know. Yeah, I, look, I have a real issue with that, and that's that is my main issue. Is you know, if people choose to, and they've got full informed consent, which is what I'm up in for, Medical Options Party, the party that I'm part. That's what we're about. We're about full informed consent. Yeah, holding the system accountable. Over here, unlike America, you do have a VAERS, which is you know your vaccine reporting system where you you're compensated. There's a court where you're compensated. You're in Australia, we have nothing. Nothing, zero zip, nothing. Uh, when this was broached at the Senate inquiry for no job, no pay, we were told it's because we have a Medicare system, right? And so people over here in Australia, you, you get free, well, subsidised healthcare. And so that was your compensation. But the, the, So there's no compensation for the fact that you can no longer work, for the fact that you, you know, might lose your business or you lost, lose the loss of an arm or anything like that. It's just you get medical care for the rest of your life for free. Mm. So we're, we're a bit different. I, yeah, and, and the fact that you guys have religious exemptions, I don't know, over here I feel like we're in Nazi land, man. We, we just are just copping it big time. I feel because we're such a big com country and a small population, we're like the testing ground for the world nearly even. Um, you know, try this, try that with our different lockdowns that we had. Yeah, it, it's been a really interesting observation, you know, like each state had different things. You know, some had zo 
drones up in the sky telling people to go into their houses. You know, another will, would have mandatory mask wearing. Another would do a five-day lockdown starting from midnight tonight. You know, um, other ones, you, you, you know, your border passes and, and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's been, been interesting. But the vaccine insert, you know, everyone that gets that COVID vaccine needs that insert. They need to know where to report an adverse reaction and they need to do it because, not sure about America, here in Australia, reporting of adverse events is not mandatory. Less than 10% of adverse reactions are reported to the TGA here in Australia, less than 10%. Right. So how can you have science when you don't even have a proper reporting system when there is no mandatory reporting of adverse events? Yeah. 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 We can't. No. Science is inadequate. The whole system is inadequate and flawed. Yeah. 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 And that's the whole thing where uh, everything gets skewed. And so people think and trust and believe that they're giving the truth, but they're not. And this is where it's so important to have these conversations for it to come out in the open. And this is one of the reasons why I think it's so important that, um, you know, that the, uh, the people that listen to this show, that they get to know what's going on uh, on the other side of the world. I mean, we're, of course, heard all over the world, but because that if it's happening there, it can happen anywhere. You know, we this is something that... Uh, it's global. It's global. Yeah. It's a global agenda. And I think that's the thing. That's what we're seeing, you know, and I was traveling this time last year, right? I had a six week holiday over to Thailand, Vietnam, uh, Bali and Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. And my hubby at the time, COVID had just sort of started in China and hubby was like, oh, should we go? And I said, yes. Do you know why? Because we're never, ever going to be able to travel again, right? Now, I've been predicting this years all of what's happening right now i've been predicting for years but anyway here we are so we went on our trip and that's what i saw the devastation the lockdowns and the restrictions was going to call all those third world countries were suffering and that was this time last year imagine where they're at right now with no tourism with no travel with nothing right the poverty is going to be rife around the world this has caused create havoc now what could have happened and should have happened in my mind the vulnerable and the elderly, sure, protect them. Go put them. Go buy a few bloody resorts. In fact, put them on an island if that's what they want. Not Australia, though, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, put them somewhere and then the rest of us get on with our lives without destroying the whole world and the economy and people's lives, right? Natural herd immunity, yeah. And we could have solved this problem without all of this debacle. Right. Yeah. And then, Look at Sweden. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's just been an interesting journey to watch the whole thing play out. Now, oh, that's where I was going to go. What I found interesting is when I got back from overseas, a week later everyone had to go into quarantine. So I actually missed the quarantine thing by a week. But at that point in time, Boris Johnson, okay, the UK Prime Minister, um, Donald Trump and Scott Morrison were not concerned about COVID-19, okay? There was nothing. In fact, they were nearly making a mockery of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something happened within a short space of time. Next minute, what? Boris Johnson got COVID-19. So did Donald Trump. Like everything changed and all of a sudden the world is locking down. So it's like somebody sent a letter, did a little meme, did a little note and said, you know what, guys? No, you guys are going to obey. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was just 
very profound watching that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Scott Morrison was actually Greg Dutton, uh, one of his advisors, uh, he's actually a prime minister, but one of his close advisors. And um, Greg Dutton was in a room with Scott Morrison, our prime minister, with COVID-19, and our prime minister refused to quarantine and refused to do anything, right? Yeah. So this tells you exactly how deadly this is, right? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. It has a, you know, 1% or less, you know, death rate. And so many people who test positive don't even have any symptoms or it's very mild. And, you know, and that's, that's the thing that why is it that some people who have, you know, poor health, you know, um, the rest healthy people have to completely circumvent their entire lives uh, for that, because we've never ever done that before. And that's the thing that's mind blowing to me. That's what really opened my eyes to, okay, we have flu season every single year for, you know, eons of of time. And when have we ever (laughs) gone through anything like this? Lockdowns, shutting down business. I mean, who does that? That's insanity. It is insanity considering this is probably no worse than a flu. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there are treatments out there for this, but governments around the world are choosing to ignore them. You know, over in India, you know, they use um, hydroxychloroquine. It's an over-the-counter drug, yeah? And you can go in there, in there and you just buy it, right? And they call it the Sunday Sunday drug because they go in and every Sunday they take it to prevent malaria. Now, um, hydroxychloroquine is being a treatment, a proven treatment, COVID-19. Yet, here in Australia, do you know that's banned? Uh-huh. You cannot get a prescription for hydroxychloroquine? What yeah. is that? Yeah. So what, what, why would the government suppress a cure or something that at least that could stop people from dying? Okay, so there are lots of questions around this. You know, um, ivermectin is another one, you know, and there is other treatments that could be used for those with COVID-19, which really is no more than a bad flu. But anyway, but for some reason there's this agenda to segregate, control, restrict, mask. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's that about, you know, like, and why did all of a sudden the prime ministers, you know, UK, Boris Johnson, Trump and Australia all of a sudden go, hang on a minute, we've got to play this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and the thing is also, um, uh, like the frontline doctors over here in the US were talking about, yeah, hydrochloric, what was it? Hydrochloric. I know I have to see it to read it out. Anyway, I'm hooked on phonics. Um, <laughs> and, and they were totally shut down. They were censored. Their videos taken down. Uh, doctors lost their jobs. Um, it's insane. And not only is it yeah. used according to them, you know, as a, a, a cure, but also a prophylactic. So, uh, yeah. So why is it that people are, you know, shoving people on on ventilators? Which once people are on a ventilator, I was hearing something where the uh, the survival rate of once you're on a ventilator is in the single digits. Uh, what's the whole and and the whole way that they encourage people to not go to the hospital? Oh, or we can't come to the hospital. I thought the medical profession signed up to work with sick people. <laughs> 
So, you, know, you can I just say you hit the nail on the head early. You said doctors practicing, right? Practicing doctors. That's right. They're practicing, right? They're just trying stuff out. They're just playing a game. You're just practicing, yeah. 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 And this is what we've got to look at. Everyone has to start taking control of their own health and their own life, right? That's how I see it. Because doctors are not gods. And the fact that the government and doctors are blatantly censoring and restricting people from getting drugs that could help them Mm. and supplements and foods and whatever, that the fact that these are actually being regulated and hindered, I mean, that. Again, it has to ring alarm bells for average Joe, you know, like I hope average Joe is listening to this because seriously, you know, <laughs> just start asking questions. It's not that difficult yeah. to all of a sudden realise that nothing, none of this makes logical sense. No. There is nothing about any of this debacle that makes sense. Mm. And, yep. you know, well, the only sense that I can see is that, you know, it is, it is about, you know, a global agenda. It is about new world order. It is about global governance. That's the only thing that I can come up with because, seriously, there's no other reason for any of this madness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every country around Australia is broke. Well, most countries. There's probably a couple that aren't. But, you know, Australia is $1.2 trillion in debt. I don't know how far in debt uh, America is, but once Somewhere you're in there. debt, somebody owns you. Yeah. yeah? So yeah. who owns you? Again, questions, you know, go, um, okay, so who, who owns Australia mm-hmm. and who do we owe that money to? Because, yeah, because we owe a bloody lot of money and it's going to take us, and we're a small country, so it's going to take us a long time to pay that back, generations, in fact. Mm-hmm. And so we're clocking up a debt that is, is going to crucify our children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've had the same issue here. I've heard uh, doctors um, on um, videos that I, I came across who were saying that they uh, went to prescribe hydroxychloroquine and uh, the pharmacists, they were told that they needed to question it. So what do you need to do it for? You know, you, you can't prescribe that if it's for COVID. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, even yeah. the farmers, like everyone, shouldn't everyone just go, okay, hang on, why? You know, this is the snowball effect and this is what astounds me the most is that people just can't see. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's this ongoing hypocrisy where nothing makes sense and yet people are just following the rules. And I think unfortunately and, and so proud of those frontline doctors, you know, I have watched a couple of their things and good on them. They made a stand. They went, you know what? No, something isn't right here and it doesn't feel right. Everyone around the world has to start doing that. When it doesn't sit with your conscience and it doesn't feel right, stop selling your soul, okay? Stop selling out on the rest of the world and make a bloody stand because seriously, this is not going to be fixed or rectified itself if people conform and follow the orders and obey, right? When it's not right, it's not right. When it isn't moral or ethical, it's not moral or ethical. Do something about it, you know. And some of the shop owners, I noticed, um, actually there was a good one from America, not sure where, sorry, but there was a cafe or something that had opened and they were doing great guns, you know, and had lots of support. Everyone was in there with no masks. I'm like, thank God, you know, we had... We've had a couple of businesses down in Victoria do same sort of thing, you know, with, and they get massive fines. I mean, the persecution by people doing that is huge. But at the end of the day, 
I know for me doing what I'm doing, I can sleep at night. You know, I'm doing it my best. I'm raising as much awareness. That's how everyone should feel. You know, you can't put your head under the covers and think this is going to go away because it's so not. This is here. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why, again, also these conversations are so crucial because, you know, when people are tuned into the mainstream media, they're being told the same story. And I've seen where it's the same because there are only five um, companies that uh, or people that own, you know, the majority of all the media companies. So guess what? They're the ones who control the information that's going out. And, and so then I've seen where they have all these different news stations, they're saying the exact same thing. Um, and so uh, if when that's what you're being fed and then a cu- couple with being indoors, you know, in lockdown and, and people, it, 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 I'm always so surprised because there's here in Florida, still people who are afraid to go outside. Uh, and I, the whole time I've been saying, go outside, get some fresh air. You need to do that. You know, people think that if they step outside, they the, the Rona is going to come and, and kill them. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what happens. You need to go outside, turn off the TV and go outside and see for yourself what the world is. But when you are in, in your own self-imposed or externally exp- imposed uh, lockdown, and that's the only information you get, then that's what the world looks like. So and this is how people can get manipulated and, and believe what it is that's, that they're being told. And it's very yeah. scary. It's very sad. It's yes. very sad. And, and the, the thing about that, yes, it's scary. It's scary for us yeah. because these people are pulling us into their vortex of help and fear, yeah? And this is what I get angry about. How dare they? They call us selfish by not wearing a mask or by not obeying rules or regulations. I'm going, how bloody selfish are you to tell me that I can't walk outside and walk my dog, not that I've got a dog, walk my dog without a mask on and I'm by myself? Do you know in Brisbane here, uh, which is the capital city of Queensland, um, they did a mandatory mask wearing in your car, <laughs> driving by yourself. They had the police checking your number plates and coming and knocking on your door if you didn't wear a mask by yourself in your car. I mean, is that not the it, just madness? That is yeah. the most mad thing I've heard today, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, again, and these people that are in their homes. Uh, scared, I go, you know what, I'm sorry, guys, this isn't going away because guess what? And I did a post when I this March last year, in the middle of March, I did a post and I went out on a limb way before a lot of people did because I'd come back from overseas and I'd seen it, right? And I went, what's going to happen for the next virus and the next virus and the next virus? Where do we let this go, right? Mm. And that was a scary thing for me to do at that point in time because, as I said, I was going out on a limb. It was still early days. Yeah. But, but in my logical mind, I was going, okay, if we're going to be really scared of this virus, but what about the next one and the next one and the next one? Because yeah. we know this isn't going to end. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, I've been saying to people for years, you know, all of these vaccines are genetically modified lab-grown disease. What could possibly go wrong with that? Just saying. Right, the fact that scientists are messing with diseases, mutating and modifying, and when you look at a flu vaccine, it's called a recombinant vaccine, right? So if they can't make the strain that they want stable, they mutate and mix strains to get the strain that they want, right? Mm -hmm. What could go wrong? Right. So I've been saying this. So 
So again, I just can't believe that people are so trusting of everything and can't logically see you're injecting like disease, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they get and the flu shot free, you know, here, you know? Uh, at, at, at the grocery store, actually, one grocery store that I uh, go to, that they'll actually give you a ten dollar gift certificate if you get the flu shot. I'm like, no, thank you, I'm good. <laughs> it's because it's not free. The yeah. governments are paying for it around the world. The governments are being conned. They're being yeah. manipulated by the pharmaceutical industry. And the fact that they can give a ten dollar voucher with that means that they're making a bloody lot of money. I think I read just yesterday there was a thing come out here in Australia. Doctors are given a bonus of $35, $34 something for every coronavirus vaccine that they're going to administer. And then for the second one, $24, okay? Right. right. So, yeah. so somewhere along the line, A, our Australian government is buying the vaccines and we allocated $1.92 billion to the COVID-19 vaccine and consumables and that's just and then they've added on top of that, right? And they're just spending $123 million to combat anti-vaxxer messages, right? But anyway, um, so, so the thing is they're spending a lot of money. Plus on top of that, the incentives for our doctors, yeah? Mm. Like that, isn't that bribery? Like isn't that criminal? Yeah. How is yeah. that even legal? How is that ethical? It's not. Right. And right. anyway, the same for the flu shot. So, so when we say free, just going to correct people, yeah. It's not free. We need to right. be really clear that it's not free. On top of that, it may be free for me, although I pay tax, so therefore technically it's not. But then I'm going to pay for it for the rest of my life We by uh, sensitivities, allergies, maybe autoimmune issues, you know, having to go to the doctor every five minutes. You know, so the bigger picture on this is, again, it's not free. But we're creating a massive industry for the pharmaceutical because, you know, the number of people with, you know, yeah. that are, I mean, they've got customers for life. And the Fol- fact, Yeah, follow, follow the money. money. <laughs> yeah, customers for life. Man, if I was unethical, I would so invest in the pharmaceutical industry, yeah, because you've got repetitive customers and now that the COVID-19 vaccine is going to be twice a year, uh, twice a year every year, I mean, do, 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 do. Yeah, you know yeah. Ching, ching. <laughs> so anyway, when are we investing? No. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. Well, you know what uh, I'm investing in? I'm investing in, uh, th- you, you spoke to this uh, about how we have to, we creating your own community. You have the non-vax yeah. communities. And this is one of the things. And, and by the more people that stand up, oh, here's the thing. Here's the perfect example with the Reddit situation that we had with the uh, GameStop. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about that over there, but uh, there are, uh, I'm not really a, a stock market person, but there are people that individual regular folks who can go on apps and, and they can do their own investments. Well, there were a bunch of people who have gotten really um, smart about it and, and they came together of regular people, not the big, you know, stock market folks and and short sales and whatever there is in, in the stock market. But they came together and because it's all um, uh, manipulated, you know, they actually, uh, you know, uh, count against the, um, the, the companies and, and 
do things so that the company will fail and then they make money. So, so these people, I don't understand all the details about it, but anyway, they came together and they countered what it was that the short sale p- folks, the professionals were doing. And, and, and it, it, they totally did it. The point being that when we all come together as little people, if you will, and regular folks, and we come together, we stick together, we create community, we are communicating and whatnot, which is another reason why there is all the censorship going on. But when we do that, that's where the power is. We are not, we don't have to lay down and just take it. And the more we stick together, the more we come together and, and wake people up and, and know there are communities, this is where we can come together. Um, we can change the world. We can and we will. Yeah. And, you know, we don't really have a choice. And this is the thing I say to people, you know, if not now, then when? And if not yeah. you, then who? Yeah. Because, because at what point in time are you going to go, you know what, enough's enough. And the issue that we've got as well is we're on this slippery slope. So, you know, as far you know, at the moment, uh, it's really funny, I was having a bit of a break from activism, but anyway, here I am. And I've actually got a couple of interviews this week. I'm talking at the rally on Saturday and I've got an event Friday night. So here I was having a bit of a break um, because I just felt, feel like around the world sort of the horse has bolted a little bit that, that we, we, we're kind of on that slippery slope. And in an essence, for the awakening for most people to see, because as I said, they're not going to stand up until it directly affects them, you know. Um, And so we've got to ride that wave until people go, you know what, no, enough is now. So we've still got a little way to go, I feel, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, But in the meantime, for those that are, are, you know, have woken up, yes, there are communities and, you know, there's heaps of stuff over in America that's going on that I see with, like, different groups and stuff, you know, we've got groups all around Australia over here. We've got the AVN, uh, which is the Australian Vaccination Risks Network. Now, they're a great organisation, so they've been around a long time. And in amongst that, there's been a heap of other groups set up as well. And the Informed Medical Options Party, you know, we're a political party, again, using that platform to raise awareness, essentially, um, you know, and... You know, I was just so proud. We had 31 candidates here in Queensland. Out of 93 electorates in Queensland, we had 31 candidates. And we were working with another party. And so between the two parties, we actually had two-thirds of the electorates covered. So what that meant is is we were on a million ballot papers. So people, when they went in to vote, could see our name on that ballot paper. That was about raising awareness and just making that stand. So it's something simple but not simple in that essence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And people can do all sorts of things. They don't have to jump into politics. There's heaps people can do just to plant those seeds and help that shift happen quicker. Yeah. Speaking of which. We need it to happen quickly. For sure. And it's so funny when I say how I started this show uh, two years ago and had no idea, but shift happens. Uh, that's what we're here for. Um, but and, and another nice little segue, planting the seeds. One of the things that we do, and I interviewed this guy uh, a couple of weeks ago, Food Forest Abundance. Uh, I love what he's doing because he's all about creating the Garden of Eden sovereignty. The way we take our power back is by planting foods and using permaculture. And so he has a whole business doing that. And that's where we're, we're building a house. We're one of the people who are building. And so we're going to have that uh, you know, put in. 
because you know this way we're taking care of ourselves there is the abundance there isn't you have you're going to have so much you can even sell it you know have a little side little business and you're going to be healthy and all of these different kinds of things i think more people are also, you know, getting ready to, you know, create, I've been thinking about creating a community where that's self-sufficient, solar power, and all those different kinds of things, off the grid type of things, you know, which is actually something this guy, Jim Gale, he's doing as well. And uh, yeah, so so it's good to know that there's solutions because we're always fed the problems, yes. but there, there's yeah. always solutions. Yes. And I do find a lot of shows actually don't, do the solution it's way too much negative and yeah. you know for me right from the very beginning i saw the solution as being community essentially and hence the reason we set up all these groups around australia um yeah and the food thing yeah is really important um you know we're doing similar here in australia i mean the number of people that are buying buses and caravans and basically trying to you know evade the system because with all these business breakdowns and the breaking financially of society yeah, we're going to have to find different ways potentially to to barter, to navigate and, and to live happy lives, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Simplify. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I feel that that's a good thing and a part of what's happening right now is a choice, isn't it, between technocracy, artificial intelligence and where the governments in the new world order want to take us, right, mm-hmm. with that control. Or you go back to simplicity. And to be honest, I prefer the simplicity. I I prefer nature and natural. And that's also why I choose obviously not to inject mutated, modified, love-grown disease, yeah. So, you know, just to go back to the basics, then I'm sort of blessed in a way that all of this has happened because for for years I was sitting here going, how am I going to raise awareness? It was like pushing poop uphill, you know, like I just felt like we weren't getting anywhere and then, and then when COVID-19 happened and you could see, and I was just like, wow, because all of a sudden, yeah, we've got this mass awakening, you've got this opportunity to talk about these issues, whereas in the past maybe we didn't. And the realisation that technocracy is knocking on our door as is total control and world governance, you know, again, what do we want for our future, yeah? Yeah. And we make that choice. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, becoming self-sufficient, minimizing, getting back to nature, simplicity, because we're all so stressed out as it is anyway. I mean, we, we can sure as heck complicate anything <laughs> and, and we just are killing ourselves with stress. So exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, the other thing is people don't even think about, like insurance companies and, you know, all of that. We're like little mice on a wheel just going round and round and round and, you know, my days roll into the next day and the next day and then I go, where did this go to, you know? But thankfully, Australia Government, thank you very much for doing what they did to me because I homeschool, I didn't put my child into daycare, she's not vaccinated, she's never been sick, we've never been, well, actually, I tell a lie, we did go to a doctor once and she had whooping cough, right? The irony of that is the PCR test came back negative twice, once positive. I knew she had a whooping cough. When it came back negative, I was like, no, 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 no. So we went back again. So this is how accurate science is, people. This is how good doctors are, right? Because, you know, one out of three tests. Um, but it's about, yeah, 
The whole homeschooling thing is another thing. I mean, get out of the indoctrination system. You know, the TVs, we know, you know, and that's why, you know, um, things like what you're doing is awesome because people get another side to the story. It's up to people to do what they want with that information, but there's opportunities out there. So, yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting times. And I know a lot of people go, oh, my God, this is so exciting. We're in the awakening. The concern is for me is I just feel like we're getting pulled in, I said earlier, like that vortex of evil. Mm-hmm. We're sort of getting sucked into that and I don't feel like I deserve that and I'm quite mm-hmm. sure a lot of people out there, you know, we're already good people and, and unfortunately the other people are pulling us into that. So yeah. it's about navigating that as best we can. And yeah. doing what you're doing is awesome. So. Yeah, this is why I am so honored, Alona, for you taking the time out and and having this conversation with me and with us, the audience here, because uh, we need to know. We need these solutions. We need to know what's going on and what is what's going on out there, where it co- can go, and which direction we can choose for it to go. So. And that's what we are. We're here to shine our light. So thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.